All right, thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen every day. Are free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. So do us a favor, subscribe to the YouTube channel, hit the bell for notifications, and of course, participate in the conversation by commenting below and upvoting the video itself. And also, I want to let you know about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. I'm here with John Garcia. We're talking a little football recruiting. We got. I think we're going to look a little bit towards 2024, but how you doing, John? I'm doing well, Stephen. Yeah, it's uh, we're in November already. It's it's kind of crazy how how time's flying by, but yeah, always a good time to talk ball uh, at every level and including into the future in 24. Let's do it. Yeah, seriously. There's a, there's a kid out of Arkansas, a quarterback named Walker White, that has gotten some headlines in the Ole Miss fan base. He hasn't committed yet, but almost it seems like we're on commit watch about him about three times every um, four months or so. Um, tell me about what you know about Walker. Yeah, he's well, he's frequented Ole Miss and Oxford, uh, what, four or five times already this year. So every time he's on campus, yeah, it does feel like, hey, this could be a kid on commitment watch. And look, the class of 24 from a quarterback perspective, Stephen, these big dominoes are starting to drop uh, among the quarterbacks. And obviously that's where all these recruiting classes begin. 23 was so crazy, you know, at the very top with Arch Manning and these guys that you could tell a lot of programs are like, we want to get this thing done as early as possible. So the Walker Whites of the world are getting a lot more pressure. I know uh, Julian Sands about to come off the board this week. Why do I bring him up? He could have big relevance towards White. You know, they, there's some traction for Alabama with Sand, who's committing Wednesday. If he picks Alabama, it looks like they're not going to be able to take a two-man class. Alabama, the latest school to offer Walker White. So there could be a little bit of good luck there for Ole Miss. If Saiyan picks Alabama, Saiyan playing for Saban, that'll be fun here to talk about uh, in, in the coming years. So keep an eye on that one if you're an Ole Miss fan. But even if Saiyan picks one of these other schools, I think there's so much traction for Ole Miss with Walker White. Like you said, he's from Arkansas. He's kind of been the banner recruit in that state for years now uh, since he broke out. Had a huge year as a sophomore, and he's picking it up now as a junior. Big physical quarterback, 6'3", 215 or so, and, and really just profiles for me as the modern quarterback. He's big and physical and has that right arm that can push the ball to the third level and outside the numbers with relative ease, but he's also got this mobility. He's got this kind of control uh, savvy, if you will, at the quarterback position where you know he's willing to take in some contact. He's willing to take some risks down the field. Uh, so he, you know, a little bit of turnovers come with that, but that's again part of of the nature of today's game. You know, not he's not too dissimilar to a Jackson Dart. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think he runs as well at least right now. You might not design as much for him in that regard, but in terms of just being big, physical, athletic, with a huge arm, uh, that potential, that ceiling reminds you a little bit of what we saw from Dart around the same stages, although I think White is bigger right now uh, than, than maybe Dart is, is being listed as. So uh, obviously a hotly contested recruitment uh, that's really going to come down to these SEC schools, and, and White is going to handle it his way. He's not going to do the whole countdown, top 10, top 5 kind of deal. So you track where he goes, and, and that start, starts to paint the picture of how a recruit might be leaning. And again, Ole Miss has hosted him, I think, five times already 
this year. So naturally, the Rebels are, are truly in the thick of it. And most would say at the top of, of this recruitment. So if these 24 dominoes at quarterback continue to fall, you got to feel good about the Rebels' chances to, to land our, uh, Walker White as their guy in 2024. Yeah. And if you look at 2023, um, you have Marcel Reed committed. Any update on how his season is going? Excellent. Excellent. I, I saw last week he threw for five touchdowns, no picks, and ran for a score. I looked at the Elite 11 finalists, which he was not a part of. He was one of the big snubs. No quarterback that week threw for more than four touchdowns. So he's been outperforming a lot of the guys ranked ahead of him. And, and again, this is a four-year starter. So when we talk about quarterbacking, it's the arm and the athleticism and all that stuff. It's important to talk about, but man, you got to talk about just the the poise, the demeanor, the consistency, the efficiency, and decision making. That's really what it comes down to before you get into the true physical traits. And that's where Marcel has taken a huge step forward. Um, in previous years, they didn't throw it as much at his school, but they're opening it up a little bit more because of him as as a senior in, in 2022. And, and he is absolutely taking advantage he's still playing efficient football but he's more productive within that framework uh, and it's something Ole Miss fans have to be excited about when, when you start to look at this great class of quarterbacks in 23 Reed's gonna profile under some of these big names but I think it's in hindsight it's gonna be one of those where you're like man this kid was was undervalued under recruited uh, at, at certain stages during the recruiting process and again I always like to remind Ole Miss fans you took Marcel Reed right after he and Jaden Rashada were on campus. And I think that still says a lot about the confidence Ole Miss has in Marcel relative to kind of the recruiting industry, seeing him as a tier two or maybe even tier three guy. Yeah, really, really good player. He has a chance to be very good in Oxford. So let's change gears a little bit. Is there any recruit in the 2023 or 2024 class that maybe we're not thinking of that could pop for us? I'm always looking at the in-staters, right? When, when you recruit at Ole Miss, look, portal notwithstanding, we all know that. I'm looking at the in-state recruits, and I think 23, they're all pretty identifiable. Uh, everybody's, you know, got their ducks in a row. It's more about retaining Sunderine Perkins than anything else for Ole Miss in 23 within state lines, as far as I can tell. So let's go to 24 and, and look at the offensive line. Isaiah Autry, kid from Tupelo, who is playing left tackle, basketball background. His mom played at Tennessee under Pat Summit, so extremely long at 6'6", 275 or so. This has the makings of that first true egg bowl recruiting rivalry in the class of 24 but the difference for autry who's frequented both campuses is that he's he's starting to talk about making a decision sooner rather than later i think a lot again a lot of these 24s are like hey let me get this over with as early as i can because it, it gets so dramatic and there's so many um external factors that dig into your recruitment that all of a sudden you know committing early is just a safe kind of bet for you and i think he's one of these players that again because of that basketball background he's not going to be ranked as high since he's transitioned to football but the more you see him the more you're like oh this is a banner sec left tackle and i think old miss mississippi state florida state a bunch of schools are trying to take advantage of that early and it looks like isaiah is ready to get this decision done sooner rather than later so if you're keeping an eye out beyond walker white in 24 there's some big names to keep an eye on. Camarion Franklin's best player in the state, all that stuff. 
don't sleep on Isaiah Autry. He's a sneaky, interesting prospect, not only in his recruitment, but with his game and, and that great length and frame that he possesses. Okay, and John's been on our um, show now quite a while, and we've been going through all the position groups and where they were in recruiting. We have finally made it to the DBs. We're kind of at the end at the moment. I mean, Otis Reese, A.J. Finley, um, players like that, there's some talent back there that during recruiting Ole Miss kind of accumulated through the portal. Talk about them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, Otis Reese and A.J. Finley, the two polar opposites, right? Otis was at Lee County, South Georgia, powerhouse program everybody comes in and wants him even though you didn't really know what he was right is he a linebacker is he a safety he's just a sign him and we'll figure it out later kind of guy uh so obviously there was a ton of buzz for a bunch of schools in the south and then you know the big 10 came calling michigan ohio state this was a true national battle um ends up uh, at georgia eventually it just kind of doesn't find a home there doesn't find a home so naturally hits the portal and, and here comes the portal king right again uh, you know we don't know what you're going to be either at Ole miss but we'll figure it out and and man it, it's it's been it's been butter in oxford i think he's been one of the most you know, unsung heroes of uh, really of this entire roster over the last couple seasons and especially this year with that improved Ole Miss defense and then A.J. Finley was kind of niche he was coastal Alabama mobile kid it was an SEC recruitment but it wasn't the very top right it wasn't Alabama Georgia LSU it was more Auburn Ole Miss back then a couple cycles ago and it was one of those where you got the sense in seeing him we saw him a ton at St. Paul's Episcopal one of the top programs in the state where it was like this kid is is well ahead of the curve mentally. He was always sharp, always very much in the right place at the right time in high school to where it wasn't the flashiest thing, but you talk to his coaches, and they had NFL players on that roster, literally, on that defense. Bryce Huff plays for the Jets, um, and, and then uh, Jalen Armour Davis is in the NFL as well, corner who played at Alabama. But A.J. Finley's the first guy that, that these coaches would talk about because they're like, he's so – darn reliable and when you're 6'2 lanky and reliable at that safety spot there's just so much you can do so it was from their perspective it was a matter of man if if, if he blossoms physically and starts to catch up with where he is mentally the sky's the limit and I think obviously we've seen that a ton over the last two years at Ole Miss I mean he's I don't I don't look at the SEC as a whole every weekend because we're watching everything but man I'd, I'd venture to say there's not a lot of safeties in the league that are are well as well respected and balanced as AJ Finley and and most of his coaches down there in the two five one would credit that intellect as to the reason why he's not only been able to play so early and often at Ole Miss in his career, but why it's just translated and picked up so quickly for him. So Otis Reese, this big physical specimen that you're like, I don't know, but we need him on defense. And then Finley, the opposite, just the cerebral smart player where the physicality came along thereafter. And both of them are huge contributors for Ole Miss. And that's the beauty of recruiting, right? It doesn't matter how you accumulate the talent as long as you grab that right talent and, and put them together. All right. Thanks for making the Locked On Ole Miss podcast your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. John, thank you very much for stopping by today. 
hey, whenever we come back on and do it next week and get ready for a potentially massive, massive football game, we can get into a little bit of flip season because that is that is starting. Oh, yes. Sounds mm-hmm. good, my friend. All right. Take care, bud. Likewise.